We are coming up on the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. This is a fascinating story about people that have really never accepted the official explanation. This is a lot of folks have had doubts about the official story of the Warren Commission for as long as these results have been out there. One of the people that has done a great deal to foment um, kind of skepticism about the official report that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone was Oliver Stone. 30 years ago, he released his film JFK, which led in part to the release of the of the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Act, which is still being dealt with today. Here's Oliver Stone uh, talking at a conference in Duquesne University in October of 2013 about what he thinks about the possibility of a conspiracy to murder Lyndon Johnson. Have you ever felt that you've been targeted by the government for reprisals in some way? And also, do you think LBJ was involved in the conspiracy to murder President Kennedy? Well, as I said uh, at the time of the film, I won't go any further. Than, I would only say that he was definitely involved in a cover-up because there is two sides to this thing. There's an operational side and then there's a cover-up side and one does not need to know the, the other. The cover-up exists in the fact that you create the Warren Commission and you appoint the guy that Kennedy fired from the CIA precisely because he was corrupt, Dulles. So that's crazy. And uh, the ties of Johnson to business, Texas, et cetera, and why Kennedy went to Texas, Johnson has some things to answer for. I wish he were alive, but I don't want to make that accusation. Uh, And Johnson was sitting there. He heard the shots. They went over his head. Uh, He was the first one down. He got the message. And his actions the day so shortly afterward, it's an ugly story, and I hope one day an honest historian who's really willing to deal with this can get to the bottom of uh, Johnson's corrupt character. Well, he is not the only stone that has some questions about Lyndon Johnson's involvement in a possible cover-up. Roger Stone actually went so far as to write a New York Times best-selling book referring to LBJ as the man who killed Kennedy. Here is Roger Stone 10 years ago talking with Larry King about the uh, uh, possibility of others other than Lee Harvey Oswald being involved in this John F. Kennedy assassination. More importantly, Malcolm Wallace, who works for Lyndon Johnson, has left a 34-point match fingerprint in the sniper's nest. You think he did it? I think he did it. And I think six witnesses go to the Warren Commission and say they saw him, or a man who met his description, heavy set, balding glasses, in the window of the Texas School Book Depository in the minutes just before the shooting. That testimony is disregarded. And one witness, Richard Carr, who says he not only saw Wallace in the window, but saw him flee, they disregarded eyewitness testimony that places Wallace uh, on the place, because of, uh, on the sixth floor. Because Wallace was a convicted murderer, his fingerprint file was available, and it matches a print other than Oswald's prints. Well, someone who says that uh, both of those stones are probably all wet is Fred Litwin, a fascinating guy, a veteran marketing professional, and an author whose latest book is Oliver Stone's Flim Flam, The Demagogue of Dealey Plaza. Fred, thanks so much for getting up early with us on the radio. 
Thank you very much for having me. Now, Fred, I have been criticized before for having far too many JFK conspiracy theorists on. So uh, us having you on is is our attempt to give equal time to the to the other side of this equation. You have a pretty fascinating life story, though, including some of the other books that you've written, which delve into your past as somebody that was very gung-ho about the uh, about this Kennedy assassination being a conspiracy theory. You wrote a book called I Was a Teenage JFK Conspiracy Freak. Before we get into where you are now on the viewing of the John F. Kennedy assassination. Tell us, why were you a teenage JFK conspiracy freak? Well, I was sitting at home in 1975, March, watching the Geraldo Rivera show. And for the first time on national TV, he showed the Zapruder film. And when I saw the Zapruder film and I saw the motion of Kennedy's head after he was shot, going back and to the left, I was convinced, like a lot of people, that he was shot from the front. And, of course, that would indicate a conspiracy. And so that was uh, my first instinct on the assassination. Okay, and then now you seem to have a a different view. What changed? What evidence did you review? What information did you come to learn that uh, changed your view of uh, being a teenage conspiracy freak to referring to Oliver Stone's film Flam and trying to debunk a lot of the things he's been saying. It was a long process. The first part was reading the doctors who had examined the autopsy x-rays and photographs. And all the doctors who had examined them were quite clear that Kennedy was shot from behind, and including the headshot came from behind, and that the motion of the head was due to a neuromuscular spasm um, and the jet effect, where a lot of mass is, is, is uh, exited from the front of the head. Um, but what really changed me was when I read the, um, all the scientific testing done by the House Select Committee on Assassinations. They did a lot of scientific testing, and every single one of their tests supported the lone gunman. Okay, so let's talk about that uh, House Select Committee on Assassinations. Didn't that committee come to the conclusion that not only uh, John F. Kennedy, but Robert F. Kennedy and Martin Luther King were all killed as a result of a conspiracy? Uh, Not on Robert Kennedy. They they said that there was probably a a conspiracy that killed JFK. But, of course, that was predicated on the acoustics evidence, uh, which indicated a shot from the grassy knoll. But that was debunked by the National Academy of Sciences. The House Select Committee on Assassinations did conclude that Lee Harvey Oswald fired the three shots that killed Kennedy. All right. Well, you heard there then what... uh Oliver Stone and Roger Stone said about their theories. Uh, Roger Stone, very specific in mentioning Malcolm Wallace and what he believes was his involvement in the uh, JFK assassination when he spoke with uh, Larry King. Why, Why do you think... Roger Stone and Oliver Stone, among others, I don't mean to pick on them, but uh, you have Oliver Stone, obviously, in the title of your book. Why do you think they're all wet on this one? Well, I think that for a variety of reasons, I think, unfortunately, Oliver Stone hasn't really uh, dug very, very deeply into primary documents. He's relied upon a lot of conspiracy theorists who feed him conspiracy stories that he likes to repeat. Once you get into the primary documents, once you examine all of the allegations in his films and documentaries, um, the documents tell a very different story, um, and his allegations just fall away. 
As for Roger Stone, I mean, Mac Wallace, uh, there's other conspiracy theorists who have done more research into the fingerprints, and his fingerprints do not match what was found at the Texas School Book Depository. Uh, we're talking with Fred Litwin. His uh, new book is Oliver Stone's Film Flam, the demagogue of Dealey Plaza. I suppose in the demagogue that you refer to is indeed Oliver Stone then, right, Fred? That's right, yes. Right, and yes. Uh, um, as far one of the things a lot of folks point to is the fact that Oswald himself was killed by Jack Ruby. W- what do you make of that? Well, Jack Ruby, it was a very impulsive act. I mean, Jack Ruby really thought, like most people, that Oswald was going to be transferred at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and Ruby, at 11 o'clock, got a call that one of his strippers needed money. And he went to the Western Union office to wire his stripper $25, which just happened to be a, few, a block away from the, from the police uh, station. Oswald was late largely because a postal inspector decided on Sunday morning he wanted to join the interrogation. And uh, it just happened that, that he went down the ramp and in an impulsive act, he shot and killed uh, Oswald. One of the things I've heard from many people who subscribe to the conspiracy, the, 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 the idea that the assassination was the result of a conspiracy or that there was a cover-up that was the result of a conspiracy is that the CIA and the mafia had worked together before on various black ops, including the uh, attempted murder of other world leaders. And it wouldn't exactly be a stretch to have the mafia, who we know was not crazy about either John F. Kennedy or Robert Kennedy, work with certain elements within the CIA who may have also been displeased with uh, John F. Kennedy. Why is that idea, the idea of a mafia alliance with certain elements of the CIA, why is that foolish? Well, it's certainly a shameful act of the fact that CIA, some parts of the CIA did work with the mob to assassinate Castro. The problem for the mob is that they certainly had the ability to kill Kennedy. They did not have the ability to ensure that they would not get caught. And that's the most important thing. It's not good enough to kill Kennedy. You have to be assured that you're not going to get caught. And, uh, and so that's where it all falls apart. I'm sure they would have thought, you know, there's no way. We'll get caught, and if we get caught, things will be worse for us, um, so we just can't risk this. I also think the mob had a much better, much easier way of getting rid of Kennedy. I mean, Kennedy was having an affair with Judith Exner, who was the girlfriend of Sam Giancana. They could have just leaked that to the press. In 1963, that would have been a major, horrible scandal, and it would have caused him not to be reelected. The... Um one of the other things you hear a great deal about is uh, the magic bullet. Uh, you referred to the fact that even the shot that resulted in uh, Kennedy's head going back into the left, that uh, people that have looked at this said that that shot could have come from behind Kennedy. The Tracing the trajectory of the magic bullet seems uh, it's like obviously i don't know anything about how bullets travel i'll be the first to admit that it seems a little odd that it could come uh through the back and out the throat and then uh hit connelly in the wrist and uh make all these zigs and zags where do you come down on the single bullet theory well that's what really caused me in the beginning to really doubt uh, to believe there was a conspiracy of the single bullet theory seemed ridiculous 
What really shocked me was when I looked at the trajectory diagrams of the House Select Committee on Assassinations, and every, the Connolly and Kennedy were in alignment. It shocked me. I'd never seen diagrams like that. The conspiracy books don't show that. And when I saw that, it was absolutely amazing. And if you look at the work of Dale Myers, who has done the 3D analysis, uh, 3D animation of Daily Plaza, Kennedy and Connolly were in complete alignment to be hit. Connolly was actually sitting to the left of Kennedy because he was on a jump seat that was six inches inboard, and he was also lower because it was a lower seat. It was, it was, the shot was a perfect alignment. One of the things that uh, came out during the, uh, the House Select Committee on Assassinations investigation of this was there was uh, some audio recordings which suggest that there might have been the sound of four shots recorded, not three. I know others have disputed that. I'm sure you've looked at that. What did you come down with on that? Yeah, well, this was investigated uh, by the National Academy of Sciences. They put together a panel to reinvestigate the acoustics evidence after the uh, conclusions of the HSCA, and they found that the, 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 the tape did not contain the shots. In fact, there's evidence on that, on, that, on that tape that it was actually recorded about a minute and a half after the motorcade had left Daly Plaza. So the impulses on that tape could not have been gunshots. It was due to the motorcycles. Obviously, I think a lot of people's interest in this film, in this idea, was sparked by the film JFK by uh, by Oliver Stone. Uh, clearly, you don't put a lot of stock into Oliver Stone's theory of the case, but that story, that film, was really the story of Jim Garrison, the New Orleans district attorney, and his attempt to bring about a prosecution of others involved in this conspiracy. What about Jim Garrison and the evidence that he presented? What about his investigation was flawed the whole investigation was flawed by jim garrison from from start to finish um i mean he for, for a while in the beginning of his investigation he believed that it was a homosexual conspiracy that killed kennedy because everybody involved in his eyes were homosexual um he went after an innocent gay man clay shaw he had no evidence against clay shaw he had him arrested and then he manufactured evidence by the use of sodium pentothal and hypnosis to suggest a memory in Perry Russo. And that was the only evidence against Clay Shaw. It was a complete sham. He came up with nothing. And it's one of the most shameful uh, examples of jurisprudence in American history. And shame on Oliver Stone for making him the protagonist in his film. One of the things that you hear about is just how difficult it would have been for Oswald to fire three rifle shots in six seconds at a moving target. You believe he would have been able to do that? Well, it would have been difficult if it was six seconds, but I think he had around eight or nine seconds. He had much more time than people think because, uh, because, because it appears the first shot, the first shot missed, um, the second and third shots hit. I don't know if you've been to Daly Plaza, but it's it's really small. The shots were easy, very easy. Uh, the, the first shot was around 55 yards away. And if you remember, Oswald was a sharpshooter in the Marines. He was a terrific shot. One of the things that people frequently point to as evidence that there was some complicity from some elements within the intelligence community 
is the idea that Oswald had been either an informant or some sort of a, an intelligence asset for either the FBI or the CIA. Based on your research, is that true? It's not true. I mean, first off, um, you can just look at his finances, and he didn't have any extra money at all. He was <laughs> They lived in, in near poverty. Um, if anybody was paying him, uh, it certainly didn't show up in his finances. Um, why would you use somebody like Oswald as an informant? I mean, he just, he was a fairly unstable man who was beating his wife, um, who couldn't hold down a job, who was functionally uh, semi-illiterate. He couldn't write properly. I mean, the last, sort of the last person you would go to to be an informant. And uh, as far as the idea that um, that other governments might have uh, played a role uh, in this, you discount that as well. Yes, I think the, the, there was traffic. NSA, the NSA got all sorts of traffic from different countries right after the, during and after the assassination. There was nothing that, that led them to believe that Cuba was involved or the Soviet Union. So there was no evidence of a, of a foreign power being involved. And that was clear from the uh, intercepted traffic. There are a lot of very intelligent people that have come to a very different conclusion than you have. Not just Oliver Stone, not just uh, Roger Stone, um, not just Robert F. Kennedy Jr., but I I could name probably 50 very intelligent folks off the top of my head that uh, firmly believe as fervently as you do that their research points in the opposite direction. Now, I can't imagine all of them are doing this to get rich uh, by selling a book or to get on radio shows or TV shows. Why do you think, Fred, that so many otherwise reasonable people come to a conclusion that's so different from yours? Well, it's hard for a lot of people to accept that a great man like Kennedy was killed by somebody as insignificant as Lee Harvey Oswald. And it's far better, far easier to believe that Kennedy was killed because of some sort of cause, some sort of a big, big reason, uh, like he was opposing the mob or his foreign policy. And a lot of people like to use the JFK assassination to push their particular political theory. It's a great tool for people on the right and the left to use. You know, you could, if you don't like American foreign policy, you could say, well, it's all because of the assassination. If you don't like the CIA, you could blame it on the assassination. There's all sorts of ways you can use the JFK assassination. And it's, it's, it's unfortunately, a lot of people... Uh, have exploited it for their own political purposes. Last question, Fred, and then maybe as we get closer to November, maybe I could have you on for a whole hour and debate with one of these uh, JFK conspiracy theorists. I think that would be a lot of fun or very interesting, probably a better way to put it. But one of the things we have seen over the course of the last 50 years and the last 30 years and the last five years and the last year has been it does seem there's a fair amount of stonewalling on the part of the U.S. government in terms of releasing these these documents. If all the evidence points to Oswald having acted alone, why not just let all these documents out there? Well, in fact, uh, what people don't realize is all the documents are out there. The, the only documents that are withheld in full, like the total documents are completely secret, are basically IRS documents, which cannot be released by the government. All the other documents, the CIA documents that people talk about, they've been released with some redactions. Um, but the documents are actually out there. Now, why are there redactions? Well, I'll give you one example. There's 40 uh, documents that have been redacted 
that have social insurance numbers of investigators from the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Um, I don't want that. I don't want those to go out. Um, there's some informants who are still alive. Um, people, maybe we shouldn't release their name because people could take action based on that. Um, so everything actually has been released. Fred, and, you know, we've had that. No, I'm sorry. I have to run. I hope you'll come back again soon. I appreciate the conversation very much. Yeah, I'd love to come on. Thank you very Abs- much. Fred Litwin, his book is uh, Oliver Stone's Film Flam, The Demagogue of Dealey Plaza. Judge for yourself, whatever you think. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead.